Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another football roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and Andrew Pollard from What Culture Football here to discuss another burning football issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts. But as I said, joined by Andrew Pollard to talk all things Everton today. Uh, we covered in the news the mor- this morning uh, the possibility of James Rodriguez heading to Goodison Park alongside a host of other names. I'm here to ask you, Andrew Pollard, what can Everton achieve next season? Could they break into the fabled top six of the Premier League? Could they even break into the top four if they make some spectacular signings in line with James Rodriguez? What did you reckon to this morning's news and where they can go from here? Um, there's uh, there's a lot to digest, I think, with, with all of this right now. And it seems that every few years we get with Everton, there's always that, oh, is this where they're going to get into the top four? Is this where they're going to get into, into the, the top six? Is this going to be where they take that next step to being competitive at the, the, the top of the, the table? Um, and here we are right now having that exact same chat yet again in 2020. Um, the, as for the possibility of James Rodriguez signing, I think that would be a phenomenal um, AJ Styles represent uh, signing for Everton. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it makes sense on a whole uh, number of levels. Uh, not only the fact they're reuniting him with Carlo Ancelotti, who of course managed him at Real Madrid and then at Bayern Munich. Um, I, I just think it's he could be a good fit for Everton. With, with James, you feel that maybe... I don't know. He just—he seems like one of those players where he's a better fit as the big fish in the small pond. Mm. And if if that move does go through to Everton, which by all accounts it seems like it's very likely, then you'd like you'd imagine that Everton will build their team, base their team around James Rodriguez, get the best out of him. And I think it's it's only a good thing for that. And if they can get the other names rumored today, well, rumored for the last few days, last few weeks, um, do they the Corey at Watford coming in, and also Alan from Napoli, another player familiar with Carlo Ancelotti. So you think. If they can get those three players over the line, that's a massive signal of intent, I think, from Everton for this season, for this upcoming yeah. season. Looking at some other rumours, they were looking at potentially signing Tamori from Chelsea, yeah. I saw yeah. as well, which I think would be a really, really good signing for them. The Rodriguez thing then, we talked about it this morning. It's probably going to be in the region of €30 million Euros if Everton can get their way. I know Real were kind of holding out for, yeah. for £50 million, but he only has got one year left on his contract. He is paid allegedly around 280 thousand euros uh, a week at Real Madrid but do you sense that there's a possibility that this could go through purely on the basis similar to Gareth Bale of look even if we have to 
take mm-hmm. a loss here, it's better just because we, we'd have him off the books. Yeah, I think there's that's definitely a, a, an element of it, I think. with It is the same as Gareth Bale. I don't think they're quite as eager to get rid of Rodriguez as they are with Bale, but mm. still, ideally, they want them both out of the club um, just because of the monstrous wages. He said their hammers is on a reported £280,000 a week. Gareth Bale is, what, £600,000 a week, which, which is, that's that's nuts to think that he's on double that whopping <laughs> 280 grand or more than double. Um, yeah, I think... I think everything really here falls into place nicely because, uh, by all accounts in the reports, if they are true, Hammers wants to move. He's um, he's had unofficial talks with Carlo Ancelotti about the move. Um, obviously, Carlo Ancelotti wants him. Um, and for Real Madrid, I think uh, I think with 12 months left on that contract, do you really want to sit on a player who you're rarely going to involve in the squad on that mm. wage for another year when you could take, say, 30 million and, and get him off the books now? I think. It, it just it makes a lot of sense and and it's also it's oh sorry well you just just because you mentioned uh, when we were talking about it before uh you obviously automatically think of his sensational world cup performance mm. when you think of him he's yeah. you know he's obviously not going to be a regular topic of discussion for you know english football fans we'd only ever see flashes of him in in the you know champions league and what have you um he hasn't really lived up to expectations at you know real at uh, Bayern, obviously, uh, the Everton fan that I know kind of rolled his eyes as whilst everyone else was getting very excited at the prospect of James Rodriguez coming to the Premier League and said, oh, it's such a typical signing, you know, a, a failure at bigger clubs. So we'll take him off your hands. But I, like you say, I feel like he could be the difference maker for Everton next season. Oh, totally. And for your Everton supporting mate there, it's like, it's it's James Rodriguez from Real Madrid. It's not Darren Gibson coming from Man United. <laughs> when you talk about somebody who failed at a big club uh, and, it, and he's just gone to little old Everton. No, he's still a player at 29 years of age. Um, one of the stars at 2014 World Cup. The, the immediate season after that, his first season at Madrid, got 17 goals from midfield. I think it was another 14 the season after. So, And it's a player that's only 29 years of age. And I, I just think that if there's an Everton fan out there that is disappointed at this story, then, I mean, what, what do you want? What do you, are you, are they, this will be the same sort of fan who rants and moans about Gilfie Sigurdsson week in, week out. Um, and I, I, I really like Gilfie. I've been a long time fan of Gilfie Sigurdsson, but, I mean, the term luxury player doesn't even come close to describing Gilfie Sigurdsson these days. Uh, and I think uh, Hammers represent a massive um, upgrade on what Everton already have, whether whether that's as a number ten, whether that's coming in off the right, um, and and I think as well, I think it's it's positive for Everton fans because there's a lot of Everton fans who have been crying out for Ancelotti to have more influence on on the the squad since he's since he joined the club in what uh, December wasn't it December last year I think Boxing Day was his first match in charge, uh, and this would very much be a case of an Ancelotti signing. It's it, mm. it, it to me it's an indicator that the border. Are fully listening to Ancelotti, they're they're appeasing him with his signings uh, by going after one of his favoured players in the world. Uh, so I think to me, there's there's nothing negative about any of this for for Everton. And if you're an Everton fan that, that has a negative disposition to this, then I I don't know what you expect. I really don't. <laughs> exactly, you can't win. I realise, you know, we are very much in the same vein as pessimistic football fans, but this should be mm. so exciting for Everton fans. I want to talk about Carlo Ancelotti and how essential he is. Uh, to this transformation potentially of an Everton side, but what do you reckon the feasibility is of then getting, you know, Rodriguez and Alan and Decore yeah. and Tamori, and uh, what difference that would make for them? Oh, I, th- I think they'd be massive. Obviously, um, you, you look at that Everton squad right now. I was I was jotting it down, make some notes before this video, and there's um, there's a lot of dead wood to me in, in that side. If I was picking an eleven, 
Um, out of the squad that, that's there right now, I think there's only really like maybe five or six that will have a sniff of getting in the side. Um, and that's, that's including Jordan Pickford in there. And I, I really will be looking at another goalkeeper. But I guess if you're looking at the bigger picture and priorities, you could probably get by with Pickford in nets for now. But I, I think that, um, yeah, the, the, the Tamori one's interesting because I, I feel like they do need a centre-half. Mm. Um, at the moment, it's Michael Keane and Yerry Mina. Um, Mason Holgate's been playing in there as well. Holgate had a brilliant 19-20, I thought, season. Um, mm. thought he re- I, before that, I wasn't too sure on him, but I thought he really stepped up last season. But Yerry Mina seems to be injured every other week. Michael Keane, I don't know. He'll have one good game, then he'll have four where it looks like he's never seen a football. Uh, God bless him. So it's they, they clearly need a centre-half. And Tamori, with the news that it looks like Thiago Silva and Malang Sarr are on their way to Chelsea, I, I was only thinking yesterday when we well, we discussed that very topic, you're thinking, mm. well, surely somebody's going to be leaving um, leaving Chelsea. I think the Tamori story I'd heard was maybe an initial one-year loan deal, which I think... Mm would very much suit Everton in this. Um, and Samori's 23 uh, later this year, so he's not maybe as young as some people might think. Um, but you look at, if, if Everton pull off those three signings in terms of uh, Alan, uh, Decore and James Rodriguez, you're going to be looking, those deals are probably going to cost a total of 100 million to get over the line. They're thereabouts. So that, that's a lot of money. Um, and that's a lot of money for Everton. Uh, so I don't know if they could really afford to go out and get a centre-half, as in mm. to purchase. Um, yeah. Uh, how important is, is Carlo Ancelotti to all this? Like you say, he's the kind of the tipping point that would persuade James Rodriguez to come yeah. to uh, Everton. But also, you know, like he is a brilliant manager. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the guy just, it's all about success with Carlo. Um, he, he, and he's, I, I just, I rate him so highly, Carlo Ancelotti as a manager. Some people might look at it and think, well, you know, the teams he's managed, they're expected to win things. The, the AC Milan team that he took over, he got them to their first Serie A title in five seasons. After they'd stumbled and stumbled and stumbled, and 0304, he took over and, and he won Serie A with them. Um, he, he won the league with Chelsea, uh, won League Paris Saint Germain, uh, I think three Bundes, no, it was a Bundesliga, three Champions Leagues mm. across his career. The guy knows how to win. And I think that he's one of those managers that people want to play for. Uh, I mean, not to be uh, rude to Marco Silva, but I don't think if Marco Silva was still in charge, that mm-hmm. Amos Rodriguez would give Everton even a, a fleeting glance of, of moving there. Um, he's a big draw, Angelotti. He's one of the uh, the most well-known managers in, in world football, one of the most respected managers in world football. And he seems like a really nice fellow that you'd <laughs> want to play for. It's not one of those managers like where, all right, he's really effective, but he's a bit of a arse. Angelotti just seems like a, a nice fella who knows when to put the arm around you, when to give you a bit of rollicking. And also he's got fantastic eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, I think the, uh, the the Everton fan that I know has never really complained too much to me about Ancelotti uh, and his management of, of Everton, just at the the depth of the squad and the performances yeah. and what have you. Um, so looking ahead, if they if they manage to to pull off the those let's say three signings and, and potentially a loan signing of tomorrow, as you alluded to, um, the big question uh, I didn't want to really clickbait this with Everton challenging for the Premier League, but what could they achieve? <laughs> next season could they break into those european spots could they potentially win a trophy even yeah it's it's a tall ask i think um for for definitely for the top four as for maybe european football the top six maybe top seven i think it's it's when you realize how uh, how badly everton tailed off towards the end of the season they ended up 12th and that's it's a bit of a jump and you look at that squad and i think 
there's there's still so many gaps. Even if you brought in those three midfielders and, and they got to Maureen on loan, to me, I'd, I'd still probably be looking at maybe a, somehow generating funds to bring in a, a right back, possibly. Um, I know Mehmet Zeki Celik from Lille has been linked, also been linked with Spurs. Um, so that could be an option at right back. If it was, if it was me, I think I'd be maybe trying to uh, trying to sway Norwich's hand with Max Ahrens at, at right back as, as an option, someone like that. Because Seamus Coleman's been a great servant for Everton, oh, yeah. but but I mean, I, I think the last few years he's not seen quite the blur he once was. I think he's uh, 32 at the moment, and you're thinking they could do with somebody on that right side because Luca Dean on the left, uh, to me, uh, he's my probably my favourite left back to watch in mm-hmm. definitely in the Premier League. I just think. One of a left foot. I don't really care if his defending is hit and miss at times. Just the delivery on him, classy, cultured. I like that. Um, and Dwight McNeil was a name I saw linked at one mm. point. And you think if somebody like that, I think if you were looking at maybe an attacking three of, say, um, say Dominic Calvert-Lewin down the middle, Richardson off the right, Dwight McNeil on the left, and then a Hammers as a, as a 10, that's, I know, it's, yeah. Uh, and I think... If Ranchilotti tends to prefer uh, that four-two-three-one, and I, I think Everton in the games he had in charge, there was a few where it felt like he was almost backed into a corner to play a four-four-two because of the players that were available to him. Mm. And I think if he could put his own stamp on the squad, get him used to the system he wants to play, bring in some vibrant, energetic players. Um, I think Everton realistically, you, you, to me, I, I'd be thinking they could push for that top six, that top seven, um, and then if if next season goes well, then the season after more investment. Uh, and you can push on again, but I, I guess it depends how how much Mashiri's um, looking to to offer up in this transfer window. Whether he's going to be prepared to, to maybe splash 150 million, in which case Everton mm. could go out and buy a few more players, or if it's just a case of right, you can get your three big players for for 100 million, get that centre half from Chelsea on loan. There you go. Um, but I, I mean, it's it's positive for an Everton fan, I think. Um, and I, I, yeah, I've got a good feeling. They're one of those teams I have a, a mild soft spot for because I'm yeah. sure I'm sure you always have the same. And this was going to be an idea, actually, for another video at some point of, yeah, but who do you really support? You being a Chesterfield <laughs> fan, myself being a Wrexham fan. You always get that, like, yeah, but who's your real team? Who's your main team? It's like, well, uh, Wrexham? Uh, but don't you have another team, a big team? Like, no, just Wrexham. But I, I do have a mild soft spot for Everton. Um, and so I'd like to see them do well. Yeah, exactly. Aside from their surreal hatred of Pierluigi Colina, although I can understand why they did that <laughs> oh, whole yeah, Champions yeah. League qualification uh, issue. Um, so, yeah, do do you see them making the top six if we say that they make those three signings or or maybe winning a trophy for the first time, I think, since around sort of 1995? Yeah, 95, the FA Cup final, Paul Ryder up 1-0 against Manchester United. Not that I watched it because I'm really old or anything. <laughs> <laughs> and that was at the time when I'd be all giddy and you'd spend all day watching the build yeah. to the FA Cup final for hours on end. Um, whereas now it's just stumbled to the pub 10 minutes before kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I can see them if they bring in those the the, the three midfield signings and Tamori. I, I do fancy them to go top six. I just part of me though, um, and, and I think Ancelotti's won a lot of cups as well, so I think you can't rule out a good cup run. And I think Everton fans would just take a trophy. I mean, obviously they got to the FA Cup final and got beat by Chelsea back in Jesus what two thousand. Six, seven, pulling the number completely out of my hoop there. Uh, when Luis Zaha scored after a couple of minutes, and then Chelsea just decided to turn it on. Um, but yeah, I, I, I fancy well, under Ancelotti. As long as Ancelotti's there, I fancy Everton to do something. Whether that's a good cup run, a, a cup win, or just solid progression in the league, where they're, they're, they're kind of at the level that the Everton fans um, expect and hope for, which would be that top six, top seven conversation. People can lambast David Moyes. 
all they wanted, but David Moyes did wonders for them and had them in and around that yeah. those sort of places. Um, I just I feel like they need a goalkeeper. I, I feel like I'm digging out John Pickford all all week. When I was at the England squad announcement, I was having a pop at him. I think this morning in the news, I was maybe having a pop at him. I just think that I just I, if somebody came in with twenty million for John Pickford, I would bite their tiny little arms off. Um, <laughs> I, I just I think there's so many you can't. That, that's such a vital position. Even something like a Ben Foster, I think I'd take for a season uh, as first choice. Um, but you look at something like, I don't know, Andre Onana at Ajax, who could be available. I'd be going for him uh, for, for all that you could if I was Everton. Or or maybe even, I don't know, Galini at Atalanta or Donnarumma at AC Milan, who's yeah. kind of always one in a way, but then they make up and then he wants to leave and then they make up and the fans hate him and then he loves him. And then he, it's just this weird relationship. And he's only 21 years of age and he's just had these years of up and down. But I think Everton, if they seriously want to contend, I think they need a new keeper. But it's it's all positive. I think it's all a step in the right direction either way. And I think that they'll be there, thereabouts in that top six or seven. Yeah, definitely team team to keep your eye on and uh, we'll keep you posted with any developments with that James Rodriguez transfer and all the others we've mentioned here today. But let us know your thoughts on what Everton can achieve next season in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe and subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts when you're out and about on the go. Continue the conversation on Twitter at What Culture FC and watch there. Follow both of us. Andrew, where can people get you on Twitter? At Culture Left Peg. You can find me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture FC. But as I said, this is all, it's all kicking off even. My thanks to Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.